1993, American television was forever changed when a floating head in a tube chose five teenagers with attitude to protect Earth from alien monsters. Twenty years later, it is still one of the most popular franchises on television. Charlie's Geekcast presents... Contact the Power Rangers at once. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth and final installment of our special 20-year celebration of the Power Rangers. I am your prodigious host, Charlie Niemeyer, and joining me this time, as he has the last several episodes, is your more phenomenal co-host, Daoud Fikirnan. This time, we're going to start our final leg of the journey, looking at Power Rangers Operation Overdrive. Operation Overdrive had 32 episodes, uh, ran from February 26, 2007 to November 12, 2007, and was adapted from... Gogo Sentai Bokenja. Which has a cool opening theme song, by the way, but I'm not going to play that because this is the Power Rangers show, not, the, not a Sentai show. Many years ago, like a couple thousand years ago, <laughs> two brothers named Furious and Motor tried to steal a legendary crown in the Corona Aurora. Because if you don't speak Latin, that means crown is gone. And are present throughout the galaxy. Sentinel Knight scatters the Sentinel Knight, by the way, is the guardian of the crown. Scatters the crown and its rules on planet Earth in hopes of preventing it from falling into the wrong hands. You know, you would think that if he scatters them across the galaxy, why he scatter the jewel and the crown itself across the galaxy? Kind of safer. And I uh, guess he is, took that old little uh, egg on basket thing out not small enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. put your jewels on one on one planet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In the present day, world-renowned explorer Andrew Hartford uncovers the crown, which frees Motor and Furious from their imprisonment. Andrew recruits four elite teenagers, with a, some of that, who some without, <laughs> to become Power Rangers and stop the Corona Aurora from falling into the wrong hands. Although Hartford is originally opposed to it, his son Mac becomes a fifth team member. Team member? <laughs> oh, can't talk. 
the Red Ranger. Uh, it's not easy, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the Power Rangers search ancient civilizations and all over the world to uncover the first jewel, which was once used by Neptune, king of Atlantis. In the process, they encountered the illustrious Miratrix. Illustrious, really? Who is determined to find the jewels and free her master, Camdor, another space ninja. <laughs> While searching for the Toru Diamond, <laughs> the Rangers encounter an alien named Tidon. Uh, Tidon came to Earth from the planet Mercuria to stop the evil fear cats from, who are intent on releasing their army, which had been previously imprisoned in the Mirror World. I said Affi kind of fast, Mirror World. Uh, after the no thanks. <laughs> yeah, smart man there. After the loss of his of his fiance Vela, uh, Tizon is reluctant, uh, but is eventually convinced to join the Operation Overdrive as the Mercury Ranger. Together, the Rangers encounter Thor and Loki. Woo! Who are the Norse gods? Yeah, like no, yeah, like everyone on the planet doesn't know who they are right now after that movie. Uh, their involvement <laughs> leads to the discovery. <laughs> their involvement uh, leads to the discovery of the blue sapphire, just stolen by Candor and Miratrix. When Thrax and uh, Thrax, the son of Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa, escapes imprisonment from the Sentinel Knight, who recruits Flurious, Multor, Candor, Miratrix, and Firecast to form an evil an evil alliance and destroy the Rangers' connection to the Universal Morphing Grid. The Rangers must go on uh, a quest to seek out the legendary Excelsior, which is capable of restoring their powers and the Sentinel Knight. With the help of five former Power Rangers, Adam Park, the greatest Ranger ever in my opinion, uh, Xander Bly, the Green Mystic Ranger, Bridge Carson, the SPD Red Ranger, he got promoted after Birdie, Birdie retired, Kruger got promoted, Sky got promoted. He got promoted. So he's now the Red Ranger. Of course. Yes. <laughs> they, apparently SPD really likes to promote from within. <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, who, who doesn't like to get promoted from within? Exactly. Uh, Kira Ford, the Yellow Dino Ranger. And Tori Hansen, the Blue Wind Ranger. Uh, by the way, if anyone noticed, uh, except for Adam, all, all these Rangers are from the Disney-era teams. Uh, the, the Power Rangers unite and take down Thrax, which breaks the, the evil alliance. After the Rangers encounter a virus, Mac makes a startling discovery about, discovery about himself. Realizing that he's an android, surprise, uh, Mac begins to question his very existence, uh, but he still pulls through for his friends by merging the Sentinel Knight, uh, merging with the Sentinel Knight to become the Red Sentinel Ranger. Meanwhile, by when another fear cat named Krazar really <laughs> shows up, Tizon discovers that Vela is still alive. Also, the Rangers uncover that the Star of Isis, the fourth jewel of the Corona Aurora. The Octavian Chalice holds the power to uncover the final jewel to the crown. In an ultimate struggle for it, the fear cat is destroyed for good, and so is Candor, but not before imprisoning Miratrix inside uh, a gem for eternity. Flurious destroys Moltor and steals the crown and gets his hands on the jewels as well. Uh, which, by the way, Moltor stole the, the crown itself from Hartford at, in the first episode. That's why he had it. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, now with the powers of the Fire War at his disposal, Flurious freezes all of San Angeles. Which, by the way, that's, the, that's where the powerings live. San Angeles. Which has to be in Calid, Mexico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a de- actually, something 
something uh, great about Paris is California is so big, you can have as many big cities as you want. Whereas Japan, you can't mm-hmm. do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they all take place in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as Mackle... Skip something again, whoops. Okay, um... In a desperate attempt to save the world, Max sacrifices himself to destroy Flurius once and for all. The Sentinel Knight appears and uses the Corona Aurora to bring Mac back to life. Which, honestly, he had good delivery for him. He said, like, now what is the true power of the Corona Aurora? Where, he, you know, he created something instead of destroying stuff. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sentinel Knight brought him back to life. Uh, when he awakes, he realizes that thanks to, his, to the crown, he's now human. And thanks to Nord who was a Yeti who was living in the ice cave uh, that Florius decided to inhabit. It's really, really funny. Uh, Tizon is, re- is reunited with Vela, and the Power Rangers move on with their lives now that they have saved the world from evil, except for the Black Ranger, who was secretly evil the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not, I don't want to get into that this time, though. Yeah. yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay, once again, we're getting into stuff I haven't watched. The only episodes of this I watched were the two-part Once a Ranger and the finale. <laughs> Are you seeing a pattern here? So, uh, I guess if I was going to say anything, I guess my favorite thing about Operation Overdrive was bringing the older Rangers back. And my least favorite part was making them go away again. I would say that, oh, actually, uh, Johnny Young Bosch complained about this himself. Uh, the fact that Adam is just a martial arts instructor now, I mean, I, I choose to believe, as he, as Johnny Young Bosch says, he's not really that, he's secretly um, a secret agent or something. He's doing, he's still a badass. Yeah. Uh, I choose to believe that, and he's, he needed Alpha for more than just managing his dojo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, I do have to say it was pretty cool seeing the uh, the classic, well, I guess you could call them classic, uh, the older rangers piloting the Zords. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, actually, I think the worst was the uh, the, the, the Blue Ranger. Sorry? Or do you mean Dax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Blue over, uh, Operation Overdrive Ranger. Okay. He uh, apparently only talks at one level, and that's loud. <laughs> And it's, it's, okay, as bad as I was saying Viper's acting was, I would have to say that his was worse. And regardless of what you think about the rest of the cast, his, his was the worst. I, I don't know, Grant, or what's her name? Uh, uh, Ronnie, her, the Yellow Rangers, she wasn't, she's not very memorable, at least, uh, the Blue Ranger is memorable. The, yes, but the Blue Ranger is memorable for being crap. Hey, better be uh, memorable for crap than not member at all. Yeah, but yeah, but still, yeah. no, not a fan. Yeah, it's like those annoying jingles. You hate them, but uh, give it a week or two and you'll start singing in the shower. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, for future reference, the the. Florida Everglades do not have mountains, <laughs> despite what this what the two part finale test uh, shows you. There are no mountains, wow. 
And also, despite what the two part, what the what the uh, show, what this series tells you, um, Angel Grove does not look exactly the same as the Florida Everglades. Well, we didn't so, actually see yeah. any outside for Angel Grove, did we? Yeah, that's where the classic rangers show up. Wait, my, they showed up in Angel Grove. Yeah, I think that's when they. I think that's where they are fighting when they first show up, isn't it? I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but. Okay, well, let me put it this yeah. way. Wherever that place yeah. is <laughs> that they first show up does not look exactly like the Florida Everglades, def- despite the fact that they use the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do when you're in New Zealand they don't have swamps? <laughs> I like they guess. should. <laughs> yeah, let's go over and make some. Yeah. What the heck? You know what? You know what okay, uh, this is going to sound horrible, but let's send some Floridians over there and get rid of them. Hey, I got family down there. Oh, okay, here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I because okay, just I don't know if Shag Matthews is gonna be listening to this, but Shag, you're you're awesome. You're good people. You're probably the only person I actually know in Florida, but the rest of your state is crazy. Did you just get, call one guy people? Yes. Oh, okay, just check. <laughs> yeah, no, like okay, the rest of the state is crazy. There's individuals popular. where they're good people. But the rest of the state is crazy. What state do you live in? California. Okay. No, no, no. The same thing you said about us as well, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, hello. <laughs> Wait, well, I'm trying to think of some examples of what exactly would... Uh, we're not as bad as Florida. If you say so. All right. That's not, yeah, you know, this is just uh, chauvinism. We're all defending our own, uh, our own home states. Anywho, uh, Florida Everglades. Oh, your favorite? What is? What about your favorites? Uh, not super memorable. Kind of. I was wondering why in the first episode, before he got his powers, Mac was able to rip a door off a uh, off a car. Uh, before he got his super strength. That was weird. Uh, but it's your favorite part. Uh, nothing really. There's nothing really that memorable about. Overdrive, except for the fact that you know Adam came back. He couldn't stay away. Yes, the second he came back home on the very next. Na- <laughs> no, sorry, he actually he's the, lo- the second longest serving ranger of, of all time. Yep, second only to Tommy. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, now that Tommy's coming back for the twenty three union, that record is getting slower and slower uh, further away from Adam. Well, see. Adam is still a ranger at the end of it. Because, you know, once a ranger, always a ranger. So True, but... With, really, with unless Tommy... Still charged? Unless... Sure. Okay. Um, well, if you're going to... I mean, if you're going to count him as still being a ranger when it started, you have to say he's still a ranger afterwards, even if they're not still charged. But, um, yeah, I think the only way he could beat Tommy would be once Tommy... Di- would be Tommy would have to die first. Kind of like Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. By the way, I believe this is where the toy sales dropped. Oh, okay. The, the toys are mostly the, the Zords for the, most of it. The Zords in this season sucked. Uh, the Zord toys were a little rough, but let me tell you this. The Japanese versions were different than the American ones. How so? Uh, well, the American ones were bigger made of cheaper material 
Oh. Uh, the paint job sucked. Oh, okay. But if they were bigger, I cannot imagine that stupid. Uh, what's it? Grand Voyager thing, the, like the the RP, uh, the Overdrive Ultras or whatever it's called, the Battle Fleet. Uh huh. Yeah, the uh-huh. Battle Fleet Megazord, where it's like it's every single Zord put together, including that gigantic aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If these were big. These are bigger. They must not have been able to fit anywhere. That's why. Why? It must be why no kid wanted them. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, the American version was like vastly inferior. They've uh they've fixed that and they've gotten better since then, but that first this season was it was terrible. And you could tell that just from looking at the at pictures. So yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at some of the zords here. They're just absolutely stupid. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, it was terrible. Power Rangers Operation Overdrive follows the pattern of Bruce Kali- Kalish uh, ha- with the titles, this series, this season, they had three word titles, mm. counting up from you know one and two from before. There was a, spe- a special behind-the-scenes episode hosted by Mac the Red Ranger uh, that aired about a week, about ten days before the premiere. Never saw it. Didn't even know it existed actually until now. Oh, you could probably find that on YouTube. Let's see. This is the first season since Power Rangers in Space to have the original five colors with their respective genders, as well as the first since the latter to follow the same color set and gender of their respective Sentai counterparts, as opposed to the first season wherein the Yellow Ranger is female and Power Rangers while her Sentai counterpart is male. Right. Uh, This is the first and so far only series to have a completely non-living Ranger as part of the main team. Mac, the Red Ranger, was completely robotic but was programmed with human emotions. Though the Phantom Ranger from Turbo is likely... Is, well, though the Phantom Ranger from Turbo, and technically in space, is arguably the first, his exact origins remain unknown, so we don't know if he's a robot or not. Mac is also the youngest Ranger ever, being built just two years before the beginning of the series. Although, technically by birth, Justin is still the youngest. Doesn't Robo Knight sort of mean that he's not, not the only non-living Ranger anymore? Oh, the, well, Robo Knight didn't have the, the word Ranger in his name, so... That's true, too. Yeah. This is the first season since Lost Galaxy to feature Angel Grove in an episode. This is the longest title for Power Rangers in terms of syllables, <laughs> with 11. Who figures that out? This is the first series since Zero to feature an Ultrazord. Toby Slambrook's name was mentioned because he gave one of Fireheart's scales to be used to power the Defender Vest. This was the last Disney-era season to have a team-up episode in Once a Ranger. Uh, this, actually, I should also point out that Once a Ranger celebrated the 15-year anniversary of Power Rangers. Did you mention that? I don't remember uh, if no, that we didn't. was part of the I, synopsis. I was also part of the, uh, part of, since there's also an anniversary season in Japan, all the bad guys were made to look like pre, uh, previous seasons, uh, mechs. Yes, it was the 30th anniversary over in Japan, which was cool because at the end of every episode, they actually did a little two or three minute spiel about each season uh, previous to theirs, including uh, sometimes dealing with costumes. That was kind of cool. Anyway, we're not talking about Super Sentai. Ultra was designed after the original Megazord. Yes. It looks really cool. Any other notes you want to say? Yes, no, no, perhaps, maybe, no. no we're done, uh-huh. we're done okay. today, so. Next series was Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Power Rangers! 
This series was also 32 episodes long. It ran from February 18, 2008 to November 3, 2008 and was adapted from the Japanese series Juken Sentai, Gekirinja. For over 10,000 years, the spirit of a pure evil known as Daishi has been locked away and safely guarded by the Aishwa, Order of the Claw, secret Kung Fu clan. But now the evil has escaped, <laughs> but now the evil has escaped and the Paishwa uh, has selected their three top mem- members uh, to fight the evil. Jared, Lily, and Theo were picked, uh, but Jared turned out to be a bad choice, and Casey, the cub, which means he's not a full master yet, uh, was, take, was to take his place. Jared tried taking the container holding Daishi, it accidentally opened. Uh, Daishi killed Master Mao, the, the teacher, and took over Jared's body. The, the trio was sent to find a new master, and uh, he gave them the special gift to become Power Rangers. They would be RJ. He, Pizza Maiden Kung Fu Master. They alone, are, <laughs> they alone are the Earth's only hope to stop the army of evil animal spirits from overtaking the human world. Dai Shi is doing everything and anything that he can, along with royal being Camille and an army of the undead, the Winchi, so he can take over the world and have animal rule. He started out with the five fingers of poison, but they failed. Dai Shi controls an army of fear, and three power rangers are trying to stop him. When a Rinchi warrior possesses an animal spirit, it's too much for the Rangers. They each are trained by a retired master of the new animal spirit. Lily was trained by Master Fan in the Wave of the Elephants. Who'd have guessed? Theo was trained by the visually impaired Master Swoop in Techniques to the Bat. In case he was taught by Argo's father, Master Fan, in the tradition of the shark. Daishi and Camille revived the deadly overlords, Carnosaur and Jellica, to train them in the in the ways of fear, deceit, and terror, stripping Jared of his humanity. When Daishi fought the Rangers with his training, he defeated them and took RJ prisoner. To save RJ, the Rangers were taken to the spirit world by Master Mao, which, by the way, he, he sort of hung around as a ghost, that's why he took him to the spirit world, to be trained by three fallen masters. Master Rill, his name was actually Master Rilla, Master Rilla, Master Gwyn, and Master Lope. In doing so, the three rangers were able to upgrade to master mode with incredible jets and hand-held claw weapons. RJ's wolf spirit, which he obtained by following his own path and straying from his father's shark style, was tampered with by Daishi and transformed RJ into a werewolf. RJ did not rely on his friends and tried to take care of the situation by himself. Ultimately, he learned to lean on his friends and transformed into the wolf ranger. The first ever Pogo Ranger, people were waiting for this for so long that RJ's werewolf problem was able to be fixed thanks to his new friendship with Flip the Fly, who was once human. He lived in Camille's stomach. Uh, long story. The last silver. <laughs> uh, basically, he was human. He fought her. Uh, he was about to win. She turned him into a fly, and he can't survive outside of her stomach. Uh, that wasn't a long story. Yeah. You know. Uh, the last overlord, Grisaka, was revived, but he took over Daishi's place as he hates humans and resents Daishi possessing a human. Daishi wanted to possess Grisaka's powerful Zokado power. That's an awesome name. RJ's old friend from Paishwa, Dominic, a wanderer who hadn't yet found his path, decided to 
decided to be the Rhino Ranger was the path. Years ago, Master Master Mao once gave Dominic the control dagger, which everyone is now after uh, it now after it to control the Rhino Steel Zord from the Rhino Nexus. Turns out in the in this season of Power Rangers, the Rhino is sort of the stands over all other animal spirits as the the most awesomeness. It's like the white tiger. Uh, from from the second season. Camille and Daishi reached the nexus uh, of a trail towards the overlords. Dominic was able to take control of the Rhino Steel Megazord and destroy Carnosaur once and for all. The time was running out to revive the three Phantom Beast generals from the Crystal Eyes. Yeah, okay, that's just... Okay, uh, Crystal Eyes, Phantom Beast generals, more powerful monsters. So yeah, not really. Berserker was also destroyed by the Rangers. General who were revived by Jellica, but they destroyed her and allied with Daishi, wanted him to be their king. Daishi's first court of orders to kidnap three living masters, be three living masters, and put them under control to manifest three spirit rangers to go against the five power rangers. Master Finn was locked in the crystal eye and saved by his son, and together they were able to gain control over the spirit rangers and call them forth when needed. Soon Daishi was losing control over Jared and the remaining Phantom Beast generals blamed Camille and sent warriors against her. Jared saved her in case he witnessed this and when, went to Daishi's temple to save Jared. Together, Jared and Camille helped in the battle with, Di- with the rangers. I almost said die rangers there. <laughs> ashamed, of, <laughs> ashamed of his bad deeds, Jared refused to help uh, again when Scorch and Daishi began a new beast war. Daishi opens uh, up a portal to the spirit world and resurrects all his fallen warriors including the Fallen Masters. Daishi, or sorry, not Daishi, Jared finally decides to join them as well and helps weaken Daishi, and three protectors finally destroy Daishi forever. Once the war was finished, Camille and Jared trained as beginners in the Paishwa Academy. Dominic was given a fond farewell along with Fran to backpack through Europe. Uh, Fran was sort of the early of the season. She hung out at Jungle Karma Pizza, the the pizza place that, that uh, RJ owned, she eventually finds out their secret, and she covers, once RJ becomes a ranger, she covers the store while they're gone. That's uh, that's who Fran is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, since you haven't actually seen this, I'll just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, one actually cool piece of trivia is, uh, you ever heard of that show, uh, Legend of the Seeker? Yes. Yeah, okay, so uh, a lot of cast members from this season were actually appeared in uh, in that show. Uh, and RJ was main character's brother. Uh, Casey and Lily both showed up in the same episode. Uh, they were they were intended to be married, and Casey's character sort of body switched with the actual seeker. And uh, the Theo and Dom were not in it. Uh, but enough about Legend of the Seeker. All of their... Uh, <laughs> the three... Uh, or the five main rangers had three different styles. Their fighting was based on three different styles of martial arts. Uh, just trying to remember them. Dom was definitely based on karate. Uh, and RJ's was based on... Judo, I think. Not totally sure about that. But... Also there. Uh, 
Molly Shan or yeah, Molly Shanahan who was Cassie? No, not Cassie. Well, Lily last last Lily. season. Yeah, she returns as Camille, and she actually, I actually liked her character this time around. And Flip was Kelson Henderson again. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Oh, the, the morphers. Freaking morphers. Okay. Uh, did you watch Geki Ranger? Yes. Okay. So, as far as I know, in Geki Ranger, their morphers were basically fighting gloves. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, in Jungle. And they're part of the they're part of the uniforms yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Fury. Uh, their morphers were sunglasses. Which is even more stupid than the Wild Force uh, cell phones. That made sense in Mystic Force, because they need to hide them. But cell phone... Okay, sunglasses is the only thing more stupid than the Wild Force cell phone morphers. Uh, uh, yeah. You have to admit. The, sun, the sunglass things was dumb. Yeah, they yes. called the solar morphers. Well, yeah, sunglasses. <laughs> What's your what was your favorite part of the series? I guess just sort of the Casey's journey because he started this entire season as a, as an absolute nobody, and he just became the leader out of nowhere. Uh, and how he uh, towards the end he became uh, just like in Ninja Storm, he became the the, the teacher at the Paisho Academy, which you actually kind of expecting uh, Theo and Lily to. Yeah, teachers that they were around longer. <laughs> uh, it's, and my least favorite part, uh, some of these like generals and what are those three things called? Krizaka, uh, those three guys. About their fault. Uh, they were stupid. Oh, the Overlord. I hated. I hated their characters. Really. And oh, and we get uh, the Spirit Rangers we mentioned earlier. We had some some more new uh, U.S. original car- uh, Rangers. Yes, that was cool. Yes, it was. Uh, three of them instead of just one. Yeah. Did they they got their own little morphing sequence too? Didn't they? I don't think so. I mean, they had nothing to morph from. They oh, basically I like they had human forms. Oh yeah, they had no like basically they uh, oh basically what was happening is the. The ranger who had that animal spirit was basically morphing this animal spirit into a spirit ranger. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, and then, I'm not sure if the ranger was controlling it or the spirit, the animal spirit themselves. Either way, you had three other okay. rangers. <laughs> Still, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. cool. And their colors, uh, well, they're not really colors that haven't been used before, but those, I mean, cool designs and Everyone thought they were just toy-only rangers, and boom. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this is the first series to feature rangers using their zords to battle grunts and foot soldiers. The animal spirits are basically each ranger's personal spirit and are only used for giant monster battles when combined. Yeah, see, in the, in the Japanese version, those little hand things, those were the morphers. Yeah. The, the little, uh, what do they call it, the knuckles? Yeah. Uh, that they had, so yeah, I don't know why they bother. And they're they're still kind of used as the morpher, I think, when they uh, upgrade their form. Uh, yeah, the the, uh, the the claw master. Even though they use that giant claw, I think they do something with that. 
Look at the uh, I don't know. No, that's not it. Yeah, um, some claw boosters. Yes, yes. So that's I don't know. Uh, that was just dumb. <laughs> this is the first series to have a purple ranger. People were waiting for. Oh yeah, yeah I actually sure. I was in high school uh, when this uh, when this series came out. I had someone in my chemistry class who was a friend of mine. He's like, uh, we had a dodgeball tournament. His team dressed up as Power Rangers. And he was saying, like, I wish there was a Purple Ranger because I could, so I could dress up as that. I found out about the Wolf Ranger. This was a year before it came out. Um, I found out about the Wolf Ranger, printed out a picture, and gave it to him. Just like, this is coming next week, buddy. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. This is the first series with a green and black ranger at the same time. Thanks to the uh, extra rangers. Uh, this is the first series where the foot soldiers retain their name from their original Japanese counterpart. Oh, actually, on that, uh, the Renchi are basically Chinese hopping zombies. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, this is also notable... Uh, it is also notable that this is the first season since Turbo where the Red Ranger doesn't have to upgrade to a battleizer mode. He does kind of get some extra armor when he gets his motorcycle, but that's as close to a uh, battleizer as yeah. you get, other than the, what do they call it, Fury mode or something? Fury mode? When they power up, get the Master white. Master mode? Master mode, yes. They get jets on their, that's so cool. Um, this is the first season where there, where there are Rangers without belts. Except for, except for Dominic, although he has a martial arts belt. Yeah. Uh, it's the final series that aired on Jetix and Toon Disney due to Toon Disney and Jetix changing to Disney XD. And it's the only series to feature rangers who have no interaction with both their predecessors and their successors in any form. Uh, weird. That is if you true. go back to the uniforms, I wasn't a big fan of the original uniforms. They were too uniform. They, <laughs> Sorry, that... Uh, <laughs> they were uniforms that were just too uniformy. <laughs> they were... They were too the same throughout. They look um, they look like jumpsuits. You know, it's kind of like the uh, in Star Trek. Uh, the up until Enterprise, everything looked sort of two piece. You know, they actually weren't. But after that, they uh -huh. were basically wearing astronaut jumpsuits. Yeah. Well, see, I I actually liked it because it was such a change from what they had That's been doing. True. They like to do that after the the. It seems like the year after. They do one of these big anniversary seasons. They try to do some some really big change to the Ranger uniforms. If you think Wild Force was an anniversary year, so Hurricane Ranger, they had those the gray sleeves uh, that kind of looked like chainmail, mm -hmm. and the cool helmets. Did Turbos uh, or did a Car Ranger kind of count as a uh, anniversary, or does it? When did Sentai start doing anniversaries? Uh, well, see, it was still so much in flux back then, it's hard to tell. Oh, okay, so it just uh, might some, well just count some, well for the 5th anniversary. Yeah, that, I can't, well, it's not the first, I mean, they've had, they had some beforehand, but see, it keeps changing because of the, um, for a while there, they didn't count Go Ranger yeah. and... Jack? Was it Jack as Sentai teams? Because they didn't have the robots? Yeah. And then later on they did... And then they didn't, and then they did again, something think, like that. Uh, so it keeps jumping around. So Great I, I, Legend War officially says they're in continuity. Yes, yes, but I think like at one point Turbo Ranger is considered the tenth year, but was actually like the twelfth or thirteenth, mm -hmm. something like that. 
So it just depends on how you how how they're looking at it at any given time. But when I really noticed it would have been around uh, when they started doing it after Wild Force because they hit 25. Yeah. And uh, or I'm sorry, Gal Ranger, uh, because Hurricaneer had the silver stuff on both sets of teams and the cool helmets. He hit 30 with Bokinger, which was actually kind of a cool uniform anyway. Uh, and then they get these cool. You're probably uh, the only person I know that like the uniform things. Uniforms. I didn't like it at first, but they really grew on me. Uh, and then, of course, um, they had 35 with the, with the Go Kyger. And then the uh, Go Busters, they had the like all leather and yeah. stuff. That was cool. So, yeah, it seems like after every anniversary season, they do something funny and or something different. And then the following season, they kind of go back to normal. Anyway, I actually kind of like the uniforms. At least on, well, purples is cool. Oh, no, I mean, I like the, 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 their uniform yeah, the main, I like. Yeah, I like the simplistic version, but that's just kind of me, I guess. It does look cool also once they get the white in there. Yeah. But I, I just kind of like the simplistic look of it. It kind of, it works with those line with the lines that they have for their animal stripes or whatever. I don't know that it would have worked too well. Oh no, that would just be solid with like man. any others. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a bit of a size change. I don't know if this got mentioned. I know it wasn't mentioned in the notes. If you look uh, when they're unmorphed, Theo and Lily. Well, Theo is like a good. Seems like three feet shorter than yeah. Lily. And when they morph, Theo is a little bit taller than yeah, Lily. Yeah, you notice that Lily wore flats a lot. Yeah, she yeah. had to. <laughs> She's yeah. tall. So did you have anything else you wanted to say about Jungle Fury? No. That's everything. All right. Well, moving right along. Now, this one brought me back in because this was a cool series. This is another one of those seasons where they took a funny series and made it serious. And it really, really works. Power Rangers RPM. A computer virus has built armies of robotic soldiers and taken control of our world. But there is still one place we can be safe. The domed city of Corinth. And the only hope we have left is... This series started uh, was 32 episodes long. It made its debut in the U.S. in on March 7th, 2009, and ran until basically New Year's Eve of that year, I believe. Uh, and it is the last new season to pr- be produced by Disney, and it only aired on ABC Kids, 
which means that the airing was really crazy. Basically, for this story, approximately four years ago, a new computer virus known as the Vengex virus had infected all the computer systems and taken over the world's communication, power, and defense systems. Vengex built the grinders, advanced robots, and laid waste to the world. The domed city of Corinth was created as a safe haven by the military, and it was not easy to enter uh, as Vengex's army made it difficult. A year ago, a defensive a defense group known as the Power Rangers RPM were formed. A mysterious vagabond, with no memory of his past, managed to enter Corinth. After it had been closed with the help of Ziggy, a mischievous fellow who had a tendency to get in trouble, the stranger, who calls himself Dylan, has Vinchik's hardware grafted inside of him that gives him super abilities, and because of his heroics, he's chosen to join the team. Ziggy had to protect the, the Ranger Green powers and bonded with them so the powers could, wouldn't get in the possession of Tanaya Seven, a powerful human-like minion of Vinjix. When a part is needed for the Croc Carrier, the number six Zord with no need of an operator, the team's leader, Scott, must face his pass and obtain the part. The Croc Carrier forms the Valve Max Megazord with the Zords of Green and Black, and the Valve Max combines with the High Octane Megazord, which is combined from red, yellow, and blue, to make the Zenith Megazord. Dr. K, who was raised most of her life in a government facility with happy-go-lucky twins, remembered her past and her deep, dark secret. She released the Vengex virus. When the Vengex virus in Dylan was accelerated, the base code of the virus was needed, and Dr. K used it, revealing to the Rangers that she released the virus. The team forgave her, even though Dylan harbored some anger about it. In order to find out about his past, Summer hypnotizes Dylan, and he finds a memory of a city outside of Corinth. The rangers head there and are interrupted by Vengex in a robotic body and lose him. They are then saved by two flying zords. They realize the city is a trap and encounter the pilots of the zords, Ranger Gold and Ranger Silver. To the surprise of the rangers, when they return to their garage, Dr. K has a past relationship with the two ranger operators. She had thought they were dead. Jim and Gemma tell the rangers of a prison, and Dylan believes he might have a sister there that the twins knew, revealed by the tune in his locket. The rangers discover Vengex has slaves build a doom machine. Dr. K manages to manipulate it to, into a new zord so they can combine with the twin zords and make the mock megazord. Tensions be between Dylan and Summer also grow high to the point that they almost kiss. <gasps> On a Disney show? That's, that's forbidden. Isn't that every single Disney movie? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Even the animated ones, just without the morphing. <laughs> Jim and Gemma have been acting before thinking things through, leading the, to the Rangers, leading the Rangers to have a stern talk with them. And after getting a taste of their own medicine, they learn their lesson and vow to follow the rules. Tanaya goes digging in the old government facility Dr. K and the twins were held in and discovers powerful abandoned zords. Colonel Truman and his team also discover video linking Dr. K to Vengex. Because only the rangers knew the secret, Truman hadn't known, but now he wanted to arrest her for treason. Dr. K cleverly eludes the soldiers and manages to save the day with the Paleomax Megazord. She manages to convince Colonel Truman to let go of the past and forgive her because she is trying to make amends and stop Vengex. Vengex's most feared general, Kilobyte, arrives and shakes Tenaya's confidence to the core, and she sabotages General Shifter's newest robotic body for Vengex. Vengex banishes Shifter, and Shifter fights the rangers on his own and takes control of the Paleomax. 
Dylan finds his sister's key, and because of a ceremony using two keys, it dawns on him that he can combine the keys and discovers a new tune in his locket. The tune that Tanaya whistles most of the time. Which I believe is the farmer in the dell, if I'm not mistaken. Dylan confronts Tanaya with the truth. She doesn't believe him until she bleeds and finds out the truth through the records of Vinchix. To make amends, she uses Shifter's codes to take down the hyper, his Hyperbot, and the codes are also used in the union of the RPM Ultrazord, made of all 12 Zords. Unfortunately, Tanaya is kidnapped by Kilobyte and reprogrammed as Tanaya 15, who no longer has an independent mind. Dylan has a difficult choice between reviving his sister and saving his friends when in danger and chooses the latter. Later on, Vinchix has Tanaya steal a device, which he uses to activate all his hidden hybrids within Corinth. He takes over the control tower and trashes Dr. K's lab, taking her and Ziggy hostage. Vinchix taps into the biofield and deletes Ranger's silver and gold. Dylan resists the hybrid activation signal enough to eject himself with Dr. K's antidote. He saves Tanaya from Kilobyte, injects her, but he gets hit and ends up in a coma. The other rangers convince Tanaya to go to the tower and hack into Vinchik's system with a new virus. Dr. K brings back the twins, who blow the tower down. Dylan wakes up and rescues Tanaya, escaping the falling tower with a parachute. The tower falls right on top of Vinchix, defeating him. After the, de- the defeat and the city recoups, Scott becomes leader of the Eagle Squad. The twins join said squad. Flynn and his dad are in charge of the new systems. Ziggy and Dr. K form a school. And Dylan, Summer, and Tanaya roam the planet. The Rangers return their morphers to Dr. K. The Vengex virus trapped within them. In a case. Locked away. So. There you go. So what is the biofield? They, they never explain that in the show either. Isn't that the dome? I, I don't know. Yeah, me either. But it was still a cool yeah. show. Okay, I gotta say, okay, Power Rangers RPM. It was basically Disney didn't care yeah. anymore. Disney didn't. Uh, Disney was done with Power Rangers. They weren't even going to do this series. But a combination of the Jetix in the UK, yeah. I believe, and uh, Bandai helped fund it. So therefore, uh, they did make this new season. Yeah, yeah. I, while this is while this season was going on, I actually did not like it. But then, like, looking back on it, it's actually very fun. Oh, it's awesome. Basically, they put together this series. Since Disney didn't care, they were allowed to actually do something good with the series. Instead of, after the last several years of basically just adapting the Japanese series, they decided to go completely new. Unfortunately, they used up a lot of money just over halfway through the series. But basically, what happened was they took this really comedic series... And made it a super serious post-apocalyptic show. You know, actually, that's if they were to continue it, that actually would been the, like they them going. They went two balls to the walls with this series by basically turning the entire Earth uh, into an apocalyptic wasteland. Because there's no yes. way to recover from that. All the stuff that the villains have done before, all the time they've basically taken over. By the way, Vendix is the first villain to actually succeed. He actually, when the series starts, every, like Vendix is one. Yeah. yeah, this the series is basically the bad guys of one before the series even yeah, starts. Just one last uh, bastion of, of resistance left. By the way, did they yep. explain why Vendix was you know going all Sky Skynet on everyone? I mean, just because he's evil. 
Uh, yeah, basically. The, the, just the virus wanted to take control of everything. Sure. Basically, halfway through the series, they ran out of money. So the producer got fired and was replaced by Judd Lynn from the previous Saban Power Rangers series. And uh, basically, he was able to finish the series closer to budget. While the second half of the series isn't quite as good, uh, it's, still, it's still very good. Very high quality series. And I highly recommend it. Some of the notes will actually give you some important information about it. It's the first series. This, oh, this is actually one of the few series or where you can just jump in, just watch this series by itself. Uh, there's no continuity to worry about. This is this is a new Fifty Two. Oh yeah, this is a good jump on. Other than other than the fact that it is that they are Power yeah. Rangers, there. Uh, this is technically the the way they kind of make it. The the, uh, the this technically occurs in a separate timeline or yeah. universe or and dimension. for the first time, we know that for certain. And it's not just Disney saying maybe. This is an absolute... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, they actually mentioned this one, uh, yeah. Samurai. Well, there are a couple of little things thrown in. Like, there's a... I believe there's an Operation Overdrive helmet scene at some point. For the most part, this is basically a brand new, separate universe series. Oh, and the Jungle Carnival uh, Yes, exactly. I mean, there are some carryovers, but for the most part, they're just little cameo things to for the fans. Before I get into the notes, what was your favorite part? Ziggy. Actually, speaking of Ziggy, um, the actor who played Ziggy and uh, the actress who played uh, Olivia Tennant, or sorry, Olivia Tennant who played Dr. K. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they actually got married uh, earlier this year. And they, yeah, yes, and they, they actually did. met on Power Rangers. Yes, they did. They uh, and then they worked together on some other shows, some other New Zealand yeah, series. I, I lost. I think I'm not sure, sure about this part, but I think they actually moved over here to the states. Yeah. Oh, cool! What's your least favorite part? Uh, I mean, some of those generals. Also, Benjix is just overwhelming uh, immortality complex. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. My favorite part is the episode Ranger Blue. Uh, it's a pretty funny episode, yeah. uh, for one thing, but the beginning part has them basically asking questions that everybody asks. Uh, this series, despite the seriousness of it, if you look both the uh, both their the Rangers themselves and their Zords have some kind of comedic look to them. The Zords have eyes. Big googly anime um, eyes. Big googly anime <laughs> eyes. And they have to get Doctor and Doctor K explains them all very scientifically. Uh, Ziggy even at one point asks why when they morph, there's a big explosion behind them. I mean, just to, I mean, it's one of those meta things. Everything you've always wanted, to, you've always had a question about with Power Rangers, gets asked and answered here. It's really cool. The floor to any and all questions regarding the Ranger Bio series suits, vehicles, and hardware. Anyone. Speak now or forever hold your peace. What do you mean, what eyes? Right there? The front of our Zords. They are not eyes. They're optical field scanning sensors for your cockpit's HUD display. Well, they look like, well, they look like... They look like eyes. Big, googly anime eyes. Next. 
sometimes when I morph, I can't help but notice this gigantic explosion right behind me for no apparent reason. I, I assume you're referring to the residual energy runoff that are sometimes necessary to clear the suit's biofield channels during the morph. I'm referring to the six-story high fireballs like that one right there. Now, could that happen to me in the kitchen or something? When we morph, is it absolutely 100% necessary that we scream RPM getting gear at the top of our lungs? Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, some of us out there are trying to impress chicks. Uh, it's definitely not helping. The vocal call-out is a voice recognition safety and security measure. Well, maybe we can have a bit of a change. A change? Uh, like, um... Oh, Rangers to the rescue, or um, Ranger Justice Unleashed, maybe? Yeah, justice is an abstract ideological concept. We deal with tangible realities, not justice. You want justice? Read a comic book. And at the end of the episode, the Blue Ranger actually uses that as a weapon by... I think he flips Oh no, the... he does his... He's, he marches it back to the bad guys. Yeah, he, he takes his... Um, what you call it? The engine yeah. cell, or whatever they call it, and uh, he's put it in upside no, no, down. No, no. He morphed regularly, backwards. but he morphed with his with his uh, with his back towards the bad guys. So the explosion that happens when they morph blows them up. Yeah, he did something different with the with his engine cell, though. Oh. I thought. I think he like turned it over or something to, to have more of a uh, backfire. Thank you, dude. I'll check that. I'm not sure off the top. Yeah. Of my head. Anyway, but he uses it as a weapon, and it's yeah. really cool. And I think my least favorite part was probably Jen and Gemma, at least at first. They were really yeah. annoying. <laughs> uh, they were the kind of, they were, you're in this doom and gloom world. And granted, I guess it was kind of nice to have it, but you're in this doom and gloom world. Everything's serious. They they have a little fun and some comedy. I mean, Ziggy's f- f- pretty good comedy relief. But then you have these two characters that are like bulk and skull on acid, except one's a girl. They're always cheerful, always smiling, and they literally finish each other's sentences. It just got really annoying. But, I mean, I guess they got better, but yeah, at first they were really annoying. As for notes, this is the first series to have the end credits run during the last scene of the show, because that's how ABD, ABD, ABC did it. Uh, because this was only shown on ABC, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, this season reuses the word Vengex, the first one being during Forever Red with General Vengex, part of the Splinter Machine Empire. No relation. Uh, this is the first season to appear on ABC rather than Jetix or Fox Kids. Uh, that's because, well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Jetix was replaced by Disney XD. It did air on Jetix or Disney XD in other countries like the UK, just not in the US. Yeah, they didn't have ABC uh, Kids. Right, exactly. Uh, this is the first season where a member of the team is sent to jail while serving as a ranger. So far, this is the only season to directly mention their Sentai counterpart. What is the, What was the name of and, the uh, Japanese series? Sentai go under. This is also the first season to use and state it as part of their arsenal. Yeah, it was basically the trailer they all lived in in uh, Gondor. Yes, they used that as... They used it for uh, basically a, uh, a vehicle they needed to get out there. They called it... A vehicle to go after Vengex. Uh, the, uh... Uh, they called it Project Go Under, the Ground Outdoor Operational Network General Purpose Explorational Rover. So they came up with the uh, acronym for Go Under, <laughs> which it is really reminds cool. me of uh, a preview or preview I saw for Agents of Shield coming up. Uh, someone asked uh-huh. uh, when Agents like uh, 
you know what shield stands for uh agent he says it and it says uh what does that tell you because someone really wanted our addiction to spell shield <laughs> that's yeah. awesome let's see here we go rpm is one of the few series not to source elements of its plot from sentai uh while the go launchers settles on a beast racing theme rpm's theme is set in the post-apocalyptic future which we noticed the jungle karma pizza joint the same restaurant where jungle fury rangers worked was seen inside corinth though it was obviously not the same location and that was in the episode ranger green this is the first season in which there's an episode that tells about behind the scenes of power rangers as opposed to a special such as the one operation overdrive had oh yeah that's mm -hmm. a good point uh, at Alphabet Soup, Tanaya Seven found the red Operation Overdrive's helmet. I told you. Uh, that, however, is not the true helmet because of RPM being in a different timeline. This is the first season to begin in any other month other than February, since Turbo, and also the first season since Mighty Morphin to air new episodes in the month of December. Not a hundred percent sure why they had to do that, but they, other than like, I think they they skipped Christmas. No, they didn't. The, as, as, as I recall, actually, the last episode might have aired the day after Christmas, not New Year's Eve. I forget how, how it landed that year, but it was, like, really weird that they would finish it then. It was like they wanted the ratings to suck. Uh, RPM was originally going to be the last season of Power Rangers. However, this changed when Hayam Saban decided to buy the show back from Disney. Danger and Destiny Part 2, the final episode, was the seventh episode of Power Rangers. What did yeah. I say? Seventh? <laughs> yes, after all these years, this was only the seventh episode. RPM was the last Power Rangers series to air in the knots. And it's the only Power Rangers season to be in a different timeline than any of the other seasons. Now, the following year, did you, oh, wait a minute, did you have anything else to say? Oh, um, about first Scottish Power Ranger. Woohoo! And he wore a kilt. <laughs> All right, now technically the next season, I say technically because it doesn't, I don't know that it officially counts as part of the, it does not officially count as part of the timeline apparently. No, but uh, uh, is, they counted as the 17th uh, season, first 18th season. Okay, the 18th season is is called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, was it Reloaded yeah. or re, Remixed or something like that? Basically, it was the exactly the same as, uh, well, not exactly. Basically, they took... The first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers up to maybe a couple episodes beyond the introduction of the Green Ranger. Uh, and they remastered it. They were supposed to be upgrading the video for HD, which I doubt happened. Uh, they added some weird special effects. Some of them were good, like in the first oh. episode of Mighty Morphin, when the shuttle is racing around town, they added some cool stuff to make it look like a computer view screen. Uh, sorry, sorry um, to interrupt you, but um, and sorry it took so long, but I found how long it went until uh, RPM ended on December 26th. That's the day after Christmas. Anyway, yeah, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers remastered. Uh, basically, they added some some cool special effects, like I said, and they added some really weird ones in places, including adding like 1960s Batman-esque uh, sound effects for some fighting. Every time a Zord popped up, you know, they had this cool th these weird uh, comic book captions pop up to let you know exactly which one it was. Yeah, and um, one episode, the one episode I saw of that. 
uh, remastered thing uh, was during the Green Ranger saga. He had he was basically like getting rid of them when he teleported Jason into that room where he fights Goldar. A little graphic uh-huh. popped up right next to him when he's standing on in the landing on the stairs. It showed the team and Jason got crossed out. I was just like, really? <laughs> This is just comic book, the motion comic. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Um, But yeah, and that so and that was really just a repeat of all the Power Ranger stuff. Uh, So they went did that until the Saban bought back Power Rangers and started buying back all the properties, and after doing that, that that. That stuff ended, and they began working on a new series called Power Rangers Samurai. Basically adapted Samurai Sentai Shinkanger. This was broken up into two seasons. Both of them are basically the 19th series, but it's broken up into two seasons because they're weird. The first part of the season was Power Ranger Samurai. It ran for 22 episodes, uh, beginning on February 7th, 2011. And basically, it, it pissed people off right at the beginning because the first episode aired was episode 3. Which, um, you know, everyone loved that. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, there isn't much for the synopsis on this, but I'll go ahead and read it real quick. Um, basically, five heroes harness the mystical samurai symbols of power to fight the evil master Zandred and his army of Nylocks. Uh, Zandred is stuck on Junker. a junker in the Sanzu River and plans to flood the planet. But they are not alone in their struggle. An all-knowing mentor and special spirit animals called yes, an all-knowing mentor and special spirit animals called Zords aid in their attack against the relentless dark forces. Under the guidance of of Mentor G and their devoted animal Zords, these Rangers aren't going to give up that easily. Red Ranger Jaden, the serious samurai leader. Blue Ranger Kevin, the former Olympic swimmer hopeful. Green Ranger Mike, the funny one who needs more training. Pink Ranger Mia, the big sister. And Yellow Ranger Emily, the youngest country girl, I think there's younger, who has a sick sister. Aww. Their powers have been passed from parent to child all the way from ancient times in Japan to America. When they make their handheld folding zords big, they engage Mega Mode and enter technological cockpits to weld the behemoths and merge them into warrior-like fighting machines known as Mega Zords, basically. And that 
really all it says about that part of the series. Um, joined later on by a sixth ranger, uh, Antonio, who comes the gold samurai ranger. Yes, gold samurai ranger. Who is really awesome because he turned his cell phone into a morpher. Heck yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's how the team, how the series worked. Uh, like I said, it aired with the third episode, and basically the season finale was the two-part origins episode, which was basically supposed to be episodes one and two. You could tell, excuse me, you could tell this because of how it feels. The uh, part, one of the criticisms for this season was is the acting ability of the actors, especially coming off of RPM. Uh, they got better as the series progressed, and then when they aired the origins two-parter, they suddenly sucked again. So, yeah, you can tell that they just aired them out of order for whatever reason. There were also two specials, Party Monsters, which was a Halloween special, and Christmas Together, Friends Forever, which was, which was their Easter special, <laughs> as you can tell by the title. Another interesting thing is that near the end of this season, well, before they hit the Origins part or two-parter, basically there was a power-up that they have in the Japanese version that they were saving until the, until the next year for the American version. So while they're fighting some of the monsters that they're supposed to fight once they have this power-up, the power-up comes with some new zords and stuff. So basically they had to do a cut-and-paste deal with the, with the uh, zord fights, similar to how they had to do in Season 2 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when the Thunder Zords had to fight some of the monsters from the Zoo, uh, Zoo Ranger 2 footage when the because those monsters were going up against the regular Megazord, so um, so that was in, well not interesting but that was different. Uh, I haven't watched much. I have watched a little bit more Samurai than I've watched some of the other stuff, uh, but I did watch um, Shinkenger, and basically this series is once again not a direct adaptation, but pretty damn close. Yeah. The, some of the differences include the fact that none of the Rangers were American. Wait, wait what yeah. do you mean none of the Rangers were American? Well, in oh, Shinkenji, oh, yeah. they were all Japanese. So you meant the other yeah. way around. What was your favorite part of the first part? Or, or I guess of the of Power Rangers Samurai, those 22 uh, episodes. Okay, well, this sort of accounts for both Samurai and Super Samurai, but I have other stuff to talk about in Super Samurai. I'm going to say my favorite part was Mike. Because he's the, really the... The, the, the only decent actor at the beginning and towards the end he's the least he's actually the best actor in the entire show not counting uh, Paul Schreier actually yeah Paul Schreier oh, okay. that, that would be a good he, him and Mike I should, we should probably point that out uh, Paul Schreier returns as a bulk he trains his nephew Spike Skullovich. If that last name sounds familiar, it should, but we'll get more into that when we cover the next uh, season. I, well, what do you think about the uh, the possible explanation for that? Do you think uh, Bull, or do you think Skull married Bulk's sister, or is he just that they're so close Spike calls him uncle? I think it's because they're so close. Because okay. uh, I have because I actually have some friends who, uh, my wife and I actually have friends that refer to us as their as their kids' honorary. No, so I'm from a Middle Eastern family. I have lots of that uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so it's you know it's easily yeah. possible. Uh, what, what what's your least favorite? Yeah, acting. <laughs> well, actually, no. Um, yeah, it's. I guess Ricardo and Dino's. No, no. Actually, whoa! I just remembered my least favorite part of the entire all of Samurai, Kevin. Just straight out, Kevin. I I honestly, um, just because based on his name and the, the, how horribly he acted. I honestly thought that uh, Aji Datij, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, but only one name I can't say correctly, uh, <laughs> I, I, thought, I honestly thought he was like from, uh, I don't know where, I, I, but I thought maybe English was like a fifth language or something because of the way he spoke. Yeah, he's pretty, so, uh, he's pretty stiff. Yeah, he's pretty stiff, and then I saw a uh, a YouTube video with him in it, and turns out he is from LA, and he dresses like a rapper, yes, like a wealthy <laughs> rapper. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, he acts a little bit better. He's probably in the same class with um, the Blue Overdrive mm-hmm. Ranger and Viper. Uh, I I'd say. Close three, I'd put it, um, Blue Overdrive, Vest, Viper second, and then Blue Samurai. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. No, I, I, no, no. I I, Of the three, I'd say, I'd say Blue Samurai is probably the better of the no. three. But that's just, to me, that's just calling him the cream of the crap. <laughs> Actually, I saw him in a, I, I don't know whether it was a Coke commercial or a McDonald's commercial. So, like, those two are trying to blend together. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like Coke and McDonald's are starting to have the same commercials together. Uh, well, yeah. You know, he, he actually McDonald's acted well does in, serve Coke. He, had no lines. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a pretty face. All he had to do was stand there while they go that up. Yeah, he had to just stand there and smile at the camera. Literally. Like, <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's see. Um, my favorite was probably just the fact that it was cool that Power Rangers was back. Yeah. With new stuff. Um, yeah, it would have could have been better, but you know, they kind of had to throw this together real quick. Yeah. Uh, to get it for a release when they Part did. Why it extended into two seasons. Yeah. Um, I really the my least favorite part is the fact that the they messed up the first two episodes and put them at the yeah. end. I thought that was really stupid. And they didn't even film some part where, like, yeah, you know, I remember when we first got together. Or something, you know, something to kind of bookend it. Well, it wasn't it meant to be that way. To make it fit. was supposed to be first, but Nickelodeon aired it out of order. Well, I know. That's what, what's, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, since they aired it out of order, it would have been nice if they could have gone back since they had all this time. They could have gone back and done some kind of bookend to kind of make it make, you know, fit to where it's supposed to where Nickelodeon mm-hmm. was putting it. But no, instead they uh, put it in the wrong order. It's just, and it just seems wrong. Let's see. As far as notes, uh, this is the first season in which all the Rangers are samurai. How about that? <laughs> it's like saying this that the last one was the first season where all all of the Rangers were based on animal vehicles. 
which wasn't, I guess, but still. Or they were all inside a dome, whatever. And of course, there's the note about the fact that this is the second Green Samurai Ranger. Ha ha ha. Production is still set in New Zealand and maintains an American, Canadian, New Zealander, and Australian cast. By the way, people, wow. if, uh, they don't call them New Zealander. They don't call them New Zealander. They prefer Kiwis. Okay, American, Canadian, Kiwi, and Aussie. Australian cast. Aussie yeah. cast. Uh, it is the first season broadcast on Nickelodeon and Nicktoons, if you care. Uh, let's see. Since that doesn't have a citation. Some portions of the first season were aired out of chronological order. Hey, how about that? <laughs> uh, this is the first sim- a season to employ its empty foot soldiers in a fight against the Megazord in giant Enemy form. Foot soldiers. I said enemy. It just sounded like oh, I said empty. Pop in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happens when I talk. This is the first season to employ its enemy foot soldiers in a fight against a Megazord in giant form. Samurai, and later Super Samurai, lasted two years, making it the first series since Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to last more than one year. This is because Saban had to divide the series into two parts because of episode limitations on Nickelodeon. Uh. However... Yes, however, MMPR has 112 episodes in its first two seasons. <laughs> 69 more episodes than Samurai and Super Samurai's combined 43. 112 episodes in two seasons. Why? Wow. Well, you know, because it's popular and that way they can get a lot of episodes. Well, no, no, that no, way they could be syndicated immediately. I'm saying why does Nickelodeon putting such episode restrictions on, on Power Rangers? It's not just Power Rangers. It's probably oh, on everything. Okay, why is episode, I meant that. Okay, I'm really afraid this. <laughs> why is Nickelodeon putting episode restrictions on their shows? This is why we have still not gotten the second half of the first season of Legend like, of Korra. Oh. Yeah. And that's that's I don't their know. show. I, I, Damn it! Uh, hey, Nickelodeon used to be the used to be the uh, the best uh, children network. What happened? What happened? You used to be cool. They stopped. Um. With the exception of Antonio, Jaden, and Mia, this is the first time the last names of the Rangers are unknown. Mm. Uh, uh, it's also, this isn't mentioned in here, but uh, we got another last name uh, commonality with previous Rangers. Mia has the same, same last name with uh, Cam. That's uh, right. Yeah, they're related, though. I, I think that's a common name, though. I, I'm also thinking it's kind of a throw, uh, something to throw out there because of the fact that this is Samurai and Cam was a Samurai Ranger. Yeah, it seems like something the writers would do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the first season since Zeo and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to have Christmas and Halloween specials. Um, it's the first season since Mighty Morphin to feature a gold lightning bolt in the logo. And depending on the episode, the Megazord cockpit footage tends to widely be inconsistent. Um, Rangers will often appear to be using an incorrect console for their Zord. This can be noticed by looking at the animal ornament in each console. Sometimes there will be several console changes in a single episode. Antonio ends up the most frequent victim of this is the Claw Zord console, which normally has a lobster on it, would have a star instead. Mm. That's something for those people that are like really, really looking too close. Okay, so, moving right along, the second season of this series is Power Rangers Super Samurai, because that's what they do. Uh, This is basically just the second half. Uh, This ran for 22 episodes as well. Also adapted from... 
Samurai Sentai Shinkenja. There you go. And started airing on February 18th, 2012. Uh, Power Ranger Super Samurai powers up the Rangers, continuing to wage their battle against the evil Master Zandred, who has now joined forces with the new supervillain, the malevolent Serrator. Uh, the Samurai Rangers learn to harness the power of the legendary Black Box, not something from a plane, <laughs> to form all new Megazord combinations and become Super Samurai. Through the power of the Black Box, the Samurai Rangers are able to tap into the power of their ancestors and unlock Shogun Mode to help protect humanity from the Netherworld's vile villains. The Black Box also allows the Super Samurai to morph into Super Mega Mode instead of inside the Mega Cockpit, which enhances their powers to aid in the battle against Super Monsters. In addition, a new super weapon, the Bulzuka, will make its first appearance, harnessing some serious laser power to help in the battle to stop the evil Serrator. And with each new adventure, the day gets closer and closer when Jaden, the Red Samurai Ranger's secret, will be revealed. Now. Spoilers, he's a robot. <laughs> no, just kidding. He's not a robot. He's a brother. Because he's got a sister who's a Red Samurai Ranger. And she got you. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. go with that. Anyway, that's not... That, well, I guess it's kind of important. Um, well, because she's a ranger. Lauren? Oh, oh, I thought you were saying your name. Okay. I was like, I thought the, the name... No, I, no, my name's Charlie. Her name's I, Lauren. No, I thought that the name Lauren was some, had some significance to it. Yeah, she's the Red Ranger. Okay. Pay attention. <laughs> this is fun. Okay, um, despite the fact that I've, we've got to do this again. Um, not this part, though. Don't yeah, yeah, double check your recording right now, just to be sure. Yeah, it's okay. still going. It's still going. We're at three and a half hours and uh, 482 megabytes. Um, now, do you have any favorite parts of this part of the season? Uh, not particularly. I'm yeah, um... Do you have any least favorite parts? There's more Kevin. (laughs) 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 One part Um, I just remember that kind of sticks out is um, Daisuke, (laughs) Um, who was played by Grant McFarland, uh, that's his name, Uh, Lothor and Sensei Watanabe. Uh, He just came out of nowhere. There's no allusion to it. And also they're saying his name wrong. The guy, they like the guy oh, in the sorry. black box. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean Daisuke. Okay. Not Daisuke. I actually have a friend named Daisuke. Uh, oh, yeah. cool. Nice guy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is just the episode title. He ain't heavy metal. He's my <laughs> brother. Cause that's just kind of yeah. funny. Um, that and um, they had. Here's the thing, actually, with that episode. It, just you, you expect it to be a rock song they sing, and then it's a pop, then was it Everyday Fun? Uh, I just found it right here. It's absolutely, it, it's a pop song, and it does not feel with the, the feel of the band up until they started singing, nor does it really fit with the way they're moving. But they actually are singing it. Yeah. Yeah, there's some singing this part of the series, and uh, yeah, another Christmas and Halloween special, and more singing. Tur- uh, the, the the red the red ranger from RPM comes back. Yeah, and 
he's voiced by Tobias Reyes, although he sounds exactly like Ikedevall. Uh, the actual Red Ranger from Operation or from RPM. I thought that was actually supposed to be him, and he had to use a different name because of the whole yeah. Union thing. Uh, no, that's not confirmed. So. Oh uh, well, he does a very, very, very yes, good imitation. Does. Okay, um, let's go into the notes real quick. Uh, among the Shinkanger footage used in the first Super Samurai promo, Red Ranger in Super Mode sweeps through a horde of Moogers. In actuality, the shot is not of a male red, but of, but of the female red. Ironically, the battle footage was not used in the series. Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, the shot kind of obscures the skirt, so that's why they were able to use it. Samurai, with its continuation Super Samurai, is the first series to have more than 32 episodes since SPD, and the first season to have more than 40 episodes since Lost Galaxy. It's the second Power Rangers season broadcast on Nickelodeon and Nicktoons. Super Samurai is the second season after SPD to feature both male and female Red Ranger. I should also mention, because I, f I don't somehow I fa failed to mention it before, Samurai and Super Samurai are the first Power Ranger seasons to be shown in HD. Um, the Super Sentai series have been broadcast in HD since the the uh, since uh, Bokinger, the Japanese version of. Operation. Operation Overdrive. And because Disney didn't want to pony up for HD, uh, basically what they ended up having to do was squeeze some of the footage in order, or either cut or squeeze some of the footage in to make it fit on a regular size screen. Isn't everything broadcast in HD uh, nowadays? No. Just about. Um, but um, apparently this one is but starting with Samurai and Super Samurai, Power Rangers is now shot and broadcast in HD. And even if you watch it on a non-HD channel, it'll still be widescreen. So then that, it fits in with the uh, Japanese footage. So there's no more squeezing or squeezy, skinny little uh, you know Megazords and stuff. Uh, continuing on for April Fool's Day, 2012. Saban announced a fake product, Morphium, <laughs> which featured the five main Samurai Rangers helmets designed like perfume bottles. Yeah, and that was uh, that actually was pretty cool. If you saw it, uh, they they had uh, it was all over Facebook. Uh, it it looked pretty cool. Uh, there was pretty yeah. good uh, CGI to make that little ad. It was nice. Um, Super Mega Mode and Shark Attack hey, Mega you, Mode you appear to the have Justin Stewart joke. Well, I didn't see how that had much to do with the uh, uh, samurai. Cool uh, we all wish this would happen, though. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. Apparently, Ranger Crew made an announcement of Mighty Morphin Pirate Rangers, which claimed to be the Power Rangers 20th anniversary adaptation of Kaizuko Sentai Gokaiger, as well as featuring Justin, uh, Blue Turbo Ranger, as the mentor of this new team. But it was since confirmed as an April Fool's joke. Super Mega Mode and Shark Attack Mega Mode appear to have two different belts in the actual show. The first is seen in an official renders for the show with a closed Shogun buckle, having a small attachments on its sides making it look like the Shogun buckle toy, which fits over the standard Mega Mode belt. The other is a version that is 
that has the closed Shogun buckle without any attachments, but over a modified belt that has black bands going across the waist. This belt is identical to the one featured in the Shogun mode. Both belts are used equally and interchangeably by the show, often switching in the same scene without any reason or explanation given. Now I just read that out loud, that made no sense to me. So if that confuses anyone, it's not my fault. Uh, Power Rangers Samurai is the first series to have a Christmas episode. What? Yeah, yeah well, I already read that in the last set of notes. Uh, but since it extends over another year, Super Samurai has a yet another Halloween and Christmas special. Uh, during this time, Saban res registered a trademark for something known as Power Rider. This led fans to believe that Saban was attempting to revive the Common Rider franchise in the U.S., or, even more, utilize the episodes based around Common Rider Decade, or Decade, Shin Control oh, World, decade. which was a crossover. Well, it depends. It is Decade. If you watch the watch it, the belt says... Anyway, which was a crossover, the first ever crossover between Kamen Rider and Super Sentai. However, nothing came about this, and it is assumed that nothing involving... ...will come about. And if I can find a clip of that... I will put that every time I'm supposed to say decade. That would be fun. Uh, this is the first series to have the same name as an enhancement mode. That would be the Super Samurai. And it's the first sequel season to adapt from the same Sentai the previous season did. And so far, only. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Super yeah, Samurai? Yeah, can we talk about Spike now? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Spike is the son of Skull from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers through... In uh, Power Rangers in Space. Um, no one knows who the mother is. There, there is, is a theory. There is the, uh, there oh, is the theory that it's Kim Brody. Yes. The theory that uh, Kimberly eventually made her way to, to Skull and became the mom. No one knows if that's true or not. Because no one's mentioned it. But, uh, yeah, J... Uh, in fact, Jason Narvey, who played Skull, comes back for the finale or for the season finale uh, to say hi to Bulk and pick up Spike. Kind of buying a limo too. It's oh yeah, he's got some money now. My theory is that he's that was a pretty he's cool a concert scene. pianist now. He's a concert pianist, and his wife is a gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Kim. Yeah. Did you have anything else? No, but uh, may may Kevin may Kevin never be seen again. <laughs> Alright, so everyone knows that Daoud's favorite Power Ranger is Kevin from Power Rangers Samurai. Everyone, make sure you send him uh, some cool stuff featuring Kevin from Power Rangers Samurai. <laughs> uh. Lots of, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like pictures and and little oh, gifts actually, and Halloween, memes. Uh, and, there was a... There was a little uh, little kid who came to the door dressed as the Blue Samurai Ranger. He's the only. That's the only time I'll make an exception when you dress up. Only if only if they're little they're kids. Little kids, they don't know better. Good point. Okay, yeah. we'll let it go. So next up is the current series, which we can't talk too much about. This series is called Power Rangers Mega Force. 
supposed to be part of the celebration of the 20th anniversary of, you know, Power Rangers. Now, this is an interesting series. Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about Power Rangers Megaforce. Uh, this series is going to run 22 episodes. Currently, only about like 8 have aired so far, I think. Maybe 10. Uh, it started on February 2nd, 2013, and is adapted from... Uh, okay, go say Sentai. It's your line. Sentai, go Sager. Now, if you've seen any of Megaforce, you'll notice a couple of things that sound familiar. Tenso Sentai Go Sager. Okay, Tenso is, uh, was taken from that title and made the little robot assistant. And Go Sager, they, they took the Gose part and made that the, the basically the Power Rangers boss. Basically, they're trying to make Megaforce very similar to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers' first season. Gosei is a giant head on a wall that talks in a deep voice and talks to the Power Rangers. And his mentor was Zordon, and he has a robotic assistant that is nervous all the time, <laughs> much like... Alpha 5. I don't think he says I-I-I, but that'd be interesting. Oh, um, he also, uh, his voice actor uh, was Omni, Korra, Daishi, uh, oh, and Daishi. Uh, some other people with other small characters. So, he went from big... Who's? Tensos or Gosei? Went from oh. big bad to big good. Yeah. Sweet! He's, uh, Gosei is also the voice you hear whenever they pull out a weapon uh, or place a card in the morpher. If you happen to go to Walmart or Target or Toys R Us or any place that sells these Gosei morphers and you push the little, if you don't already own one, and you push the little demo button and you hear something say, Go Go Megaforce! That is the same voice actor. And the poor guy had to read a whole lot of lines to be recorded for that because they've They've, in all the toys, they've put these little handy cards. And all the cards say something different. Well, just about all of them. And uh, so he's got a... Yeah, that's that can't be fun. I um, paid for it. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean it's fun. I don't think. I wouldn't enjoy it. Which is why I'm not a which is why I'm not an actor. Basically, Megaforce features Gosei, a supernatural being who has protected the Earth for centuries with his robotic assistant Tenso, which we already mentioned. But when the evil Warstar aliens begin their massive invasion, Gosei calls upon five teenagers with attitude to form the ultimate team, the Power Rangers Megaforce. Yeah, we should mention that the name Warstar hasn't actually been used in the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it and they're hasn't. dead. Huh. Yeah. Cool, too. And they're bugs. Um, when the teens morph into Power Rangers, they gain superhuman strength, agility, and mastery over martial arts. In addition to defeating, defending Earth against the Warstar aliens, other monstrous factions emerge to challenge the Mega Rangers. Under the leadership of a malevolent alien, toxic beasts rise from the slimy underground lair to attack the Earth, and a ruthless robot army launches an offensive from their deep-sea compound. In order to face these new threats, the Power Rangers Megaforce unlock powerful battle modes to fight their adversaries. Now... Like I mentioned, this is part. This is this the first part of the special 20th anniversary celebration of Power Rangers. To celebrate this section of it, like I said, they're just trying to make the first season seem a lot like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, kind of give you that nostalgic feel. There has been a few, a few glimpses of what's coming in the following season, which we'll get to in a minute. 
because we should probably just kind of try to focus on what we have seen. Basically, what they're doing is for this first season for Power Rangers Megaforce, they're adapting all of or as much of Tenso's Sentai Ghostsager as they can into 22 episodes, which means they're trying to cram like the story of like a 50 episode season or so. Uh, into a 22-episode season, which is making the episodes a little weird. But something new is getting introduced every time there's an episode. And um, well, I know we're not trying to look forward, but uh, let's find an official count of how many Rangers they're going to have. Uh, 106. Yeah. Sweet. Basically, what they're going to do is... is that's a good segue. Uh, for Super Megaforce... And this is either going to this apparently this is either going to be a special to end this series or to begin the next series is the legendary war. Now this is an ad, a part uh, the first part of the adaptation of the next series. Kazuko Sentai Go Thank you. Basically, in that series, there's a war where all the rangers have to fight together, and this includes previous rangers, the Mega Force Rangers. And there's going uh, the Mega Force Rangers and all previous Power Rangers are coming back. Well, let me put it this way: you'll see the costumes of all the previous Power Rangers. The uh, there are only a few actual actors coming back. Among them are Emily and Mike from Samurai, yeah. right? Leo and Damon from Lost Galaxy. Dana and uh, Carter from Lightspeed Rescue. Cassie and TJ from In Space. West from Time Force. Oh, also from Lost Galaxy, Corone. And I believe the last is Tommy, who will apparently show up as both the Green Ranger and the White Ranger from Mighty Morphin. No word yet on if he's going to also somehow be wearing Zeo, Turbo, and or uh, Dino Thunder clothing. But they will be returning to reprise their roles as their Rangers. And the Legendary War will encompass all the previous Rangers, like I said. Somehow they're going to end up getting to a point where the Ranger powers are put in the form of keys, which the current team of Rangers will end up somehow using to become the Super Mega Force Rangers, which will actually allow them to basically gain the power of those Rangers. I know it sounds weird. It's actually really cool because if you've ever, if you want to see a new fight of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers against some weird-looking guys, these guys can transform into the five Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and go to town. Mm. Uh, if you want to see the Zeo Rangers fight again, they can do that. If you want to see a combo like all Red Rangers from various different teams, they can do that. Uh, it's pretty cool, and there's going to be a new sixth ranger introduced who is the silver ranger and of course he'll have the powers of the sixth rangers or the extra rangers from the other teams so he would be also later able to transform into the green ranger the white ranger the others the silver space ranger the gold zeo ranger shadow ranger we got a uh, etc an actor for him cameron yes there is an actor it's confirmed in may that's what i was gonna say no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Now, somehow, some of these keys are already in the what they call the command center in Megaforce. Not 100% sure how that's possible. But, again, we don't know exactly the full story because this series is still airing. They've only done uh, maybe nine, possibly ten episodes of the series so far as we record this in July. And appear, it appears there will be a Christmas special as well. So... There's a lot of cool things coming up for Power Rangers. 
look forward to being able to check that out. As of now, though, uh, enjoy some of the stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff coming out for the history of Power Rangers, uh, for the anniversary. If you like action figures, in addition to some special ones, which are legacy figures, which are basically re-releasing some older figures, there are there's a toy line known as SH Figure Arts, which is... Uh, they're they're kind of pricey, but they're highly collectible, high quality, and very poseable action figures. And they are currently going through a lot of the previous Power Rangers teams, uh, specifically the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to start off with. Well, as far as American audiences, they they will have a different the differentiation of either the a female or male Yellow Ranger on that team. Both have been revealed, so that will be that's pretty cool. They've already released uh, Legacy Megazord. They've released, uh, which is the Dino Megazord from season one. They've already released a Legacy Power Morpher uh, to at Toys R Us, which is very close to screen accurate. Uh, they've announced uh, special for San Diego Comic Con is a gold-plated morpher. Uh, same thing, but this one is specifically for the White Ranger or Green Ranger and comes with their two coins. There will be some... That's got 24 karat gold. They're doing something to have a gold version of the Legacy Morpher released in Toys R Us, I've heard. It's gold. 24 karat gold plated at San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, okay. They put it in Toy Story. Morpher. Well, yeah, Comic-Con, okay. No, uh, yeah, that's at Comic-Con. There will be some kind of gold uh, morpher at Toys R Us. I'm sure it's going to be fake gold, but there will be some kind of gold morpher to complete the collection there. There's also been announced a Legacy Dragonzord. I'm not holding my breath on that because there was a Dragonzord announced when they did the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers remaster that never got released, but... Uh, apparently, it's going to be coming out soon. There's the DVD sets, which that basically uh, will have 98 DVDs covering every episode of Power Rangers. Presumably, by the time it comes out, all these episodes of, make, of regular Megaforce will come out, which might end up leave, leaving it on a cliffhanger. That kind of sucks. <laughs> but yeah, there's games coming up. There's all kinds of cool anniversary stuff coming up. So make sure you check all that stuff out. I want to thank you all for listening to us talk for all this time. I want to thank you for coming on, Daoud, and uh, I apologize <laughs> so many times for not only deleting our first recording, but then not getting the f- last episode recorded so that we have to do it again tomorrow. I think it's more of a nightmare for you than me, because it's, um, I'll try to say, I'll say what time it is. Okay, it's about 3 o'clock where you are right now, in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. You, you must be like just ready to just conk out, just fall asleep at your keyboard. I'm actually okay right now. It's going to be tomorrow morning when we're trying to set up this record again uh, to record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's going to be interesting. Um, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Daoud, is there anywhere on the internet they can find you unless you don't want to give them your Facebook uh, address? Well, I'm not giving them my Facebook or, address, but uh, well, they can't find me anywhere on Facebook. Uh, first thing, you know how to spell my name. <laughs> good luck with that. Oh, yeah, good <laughs> point. His name is Daoud Fakirian. If you can spell that... He'll be your friend. Yeah. Go for uh, it. Also, you, you can find me on there. You know what? Actually, if you do find me, send, send me a friend request. If you tell me it's because of the podcast, I will friend you. 
Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, and I'm also on Twitter uh, at DaoFAQ. D A O F A Q. That probably gives you a little bit of a clue how to spell my name. <laughs> capital F A Capital uh, A Q. Um, my nose I'm full of trivia, so it kind of fits. <laughs> oh, look at that! Uh, okay, um, cool. And oh, I am also a co-host a podcast about the DC Comics New Fifty Two. It's called the Noob Fifty Two. Three three new podcasts their way through the New Fifty Two. That's spelled N E W B. Uh, we're on iTunes. We have a, a website, uh, the new52.lipson.com. Uh, and I, oh, if, you, if you're really into Green Lantern, uh, I am on the Lantern Cast forums a lot. My username on there is the same as my Twitter. Go, go to the, if you do go there, go, to, go uh, right and introduce yourself uh, thread. Uh, get, really great to get to know everyone there. And I think that's everywhere online you can find me that I want to be found. <laughs> <laughs> and there might be places where he doesn't want to be found. Hope you can find him there. Um, yeah, I will include lists or uh, notes in the sh- uh, links in the show notes to well at least the podcast yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, I'd rather you not like link to said, the stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's keep the other stuff yeah. as a game. Uh, but thank you again for coming on and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again later uh, bye everybody power protect you. this has been an episode of Charlie's Geek Cast hosted by Charlie Niemeyer the show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com where you'll find notes and images for each episode please feel free to leave a comment there or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com and I'll read them on the air you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geek Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless. You won't see another day. You won't see another day.